Section 10 of Historical Sketches of the Catholic Church in Oregon During the Past Forty Years by Francis Norbert Blanchet. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The faithful at Vancouver were complaining of not being well attended. Time was wanting to the missionaries. Now that their number was increased, they were to have a better share. Therefore, the V.G., leaving St. Paul in charge of Rev. Balduck, started with Rev. Langlois, and reached the mission on October 7th. The instruction of the ladies of the fort was given to Rev. Langlois. The V.G. kept for himself that of the women and children of the village. After three weeks of daily teaching, seven ladies of the fort and two women of the village were found able to make their first communion, which took place on Sunday, October 30th, for the first time at vancouver with great solemnity before a large congregation this being done rev langlois was sent to st paul and rev balduck to cowlitz to attend those missions the v g remaining at fort vancouver sahela pahen who attended the mission at vancouver followed father balduck who completed his instruction and baptized him the cascades and clackamas tribes had not been visited for over one year they had been exposed all the while to the seduction of the preachers telling them the priests have forsaken you they did not need twelve months to forget what they had learned in a few weeks nevertheless their visiting the black gown from time to time was proof of their loving him still as to the clackamas it was impossible to give them a visit the Cascade Indians had a better chance, as their moving yearly in October on the left shore of the Columbia, nearly opposite Vancouver, brought them near to the priest. Therefore, the V.G., dividing his time between the women of the village and those Indians, gave the former the forenoon and the latter the afternoon for several weeks. This met with many difficulties, such as the crossing of the river, the division of the tribe into two camps afar from each other, and the ice of the upper Columbia covering the river. Nevertheless, he had the consolation to make fifteen baptisms. Another great consolation he met on November 18th was that of receiving the profession of faith of Governor McLaughlin to the Catholic faith, as explained elsewhere he made his first communion at midnight high mass at the head of thirty-eight communicants the office had never been so solemn as to chant music and decoration as on that night the number of first communions made in the fall was thirteen at vancouver seven at st paul and four at cowlitz thus ended eighteen forty two missionary labors in eighteen forty three after a residence of three months and a half the vicar-general left vancouver for st paul on january eighteenth eighteen forty three when on his way he stopped to get a paddle he also baptized a dying child rev langlois availing himself of the presence of the vicar-general started on january thirtieth to see his travelling companion he was three weeks on his journey on returning he met a heavy rain and the high flood of february thirteenth which exposed him to great suffering and dangers chief factor douglas being on his way to found victoria on the south end of vancouver island started with an expedition of twenty-two men and invited rev balduck to accompany him 
having the consent of the vicar-general he left cowlitz on march seventh with the expedition for nisqually where the steamer beaver was waiting leaving on the thirteenth she reached her destination on the fourteenth where rev balduck met a large number of indians on sunday the nineteenth he celebrated mass in a repository before the men and over twelve hundred indians and baptized one hundred two children and giving up his design of going farther north he bought a large canoe crossed the bay in two days reached whitby on the twenty fifth and fixed his tent near the cross erected in eighteen forty the scatchatis and other tribes received him in open arms they built him a house twenty eight by twenty five he taught them during eight days baptized one hundred seventy three children and leaving on april third he got home on the sixth after an absence of thirty-one days in sending his report he begged to be allowed to go and found that mission the vicar-general left st paul for vancouver on march thirteenth and bought a lot for two hundred twenty five dollars at willamette fall to build a chapel for the indians one of the items he sent to canada was from march eighteen forty two to march eighteen forty three were made six hundred eighty eight baptisms twenty eight marriages twenty six burials of six hundred eighty eight baptisms four hundred forty seven were made in new caledonia ninety eight at st paul eighty six at vancouver and fifty seven at cowlitz by a recapitulation from eighteen thirty eight were made two thousand six hundred sixty six baptisms one hundred forty eight marriages eighty six burials the vicar-general left vancouver for st paul during passion week and returned on april eighteenth the eve of palm sunday rev m demur was not expected to have any chance to come back before the return of the brigade of the north it was therefore with the greatest surprise that on entering his room on holy thursday evening april thirteenth the vicar-general met him there sweet and moving was the embrace after a separation of nearly nine months and a half leaving vancouver june twenty ninth eighteen forty two he reached fort thompson august tenth fort alexander on fraser river august twenty third fort stewart on stewart lake three hundred leagues from vancouver the residence of chief factor ogden the commander of the brigade on september sixteenth he celebrated a high mass there on the eighteenth returning home he reached fort alexander september twenty fourth had a chapel built by the indians celebrated in it december fourth took his lodging in it on january third eighteen forty three he learned two languages translated the canticles and prayers in their idioms and taught them to the indians and left them able to pray sing and explain the catholic ladder hard was their separation availing himself of the invitation offered him by chief factor ogden he started with him on horseback in three or four feet of snow on february twenty first from fort alexander reached fort thompson march first passed thirteen days at okanagan starving and waiting for a boat came hence on horseback along the columbia to snake river hence by boat to walla walla and vancouver forty-four days from fort thompson 
in going and coming he had encountered many trials dangers and fatigues sometimes extreme the vicar-general preached on good friday and father demur on easter sunday april sixteenth reverend bolduc arriving from cowlitz on april nineteenth left for st paul with reverend m demur who preached there on sunday twenty third and returning to vancouver they both started for cowlitz on april twenty seventh to prepare themselves for the mission of whitby on may tenth they were en route for nisqually with two men and eleven horses seven of them with packages they reached whitby on may twenty fifth eighteen forty three reverend langlois being put in charge of cowlitz vancouver cascades willamette fall and clackamas indians left st paul may seventeenth for his post he succeeded to finish the church erected in eighteen forty and began to celebrate mass in it on pentecost day june fourth he visited several times the indians of the mountains living on the route to nisqually from cowlitz he came to vancouver in the beginning of june to attend the brigades of the north and south he went to the cascades in the beginning of july and gave a mission of eight days to the indians of that place passing hence to the willamette fall and clackamas tribes he spent several weeks among them the platte surveyed in december eighteen forty two at the fall had been called oregon city it was growing rapidly to no benefit to the clackamas and willamette fall indians hence the little success of rev de langlois who consoled himself by the hope of the conversion of walter pomeroy a pioneer carpenter who built the cathedral at oregon city in eighteen forty five on reaching the clackamas indian village rev a langlois found the cross erected in eighteen forty one had disappeared it had been cut down by order of the methodist preacher waller to the great sorrow of the indians yes the cross which shows the excess of the love of the son of god for man the cross by which jesus christ our blessed redeemer redeemed the world the cross made known from that of the two thieves by a miracle the cross shown to constantine in heaven with the words hoc signo vinces the cross which converted the whole world from paganism and which is a terror to the devils the cross whose sign shall appear at the last day that cross is a scandal to the methodist minister waller he has it in horror as the devils he cannot bear the sight of it he ordered it to be cut down and pretended to teach the poor indians christ crucified without showing them a cross great god what subversion of ideas and judgment in the sect what destruction of saving doctrine what turning upside down of common good sense and true religion rather unfortunately too well typified by the turning upside down of a table adorning the short belfry short faith of the methodist churches the vicar-general in going to st paul to take the place of rev a langlois taught catechism from may first to july twenty first on which day eighteen persons made their first communion 
extremely great was the surprise of the vicar-general when at the end of june he saw rev m de Mur arriving at st paul from whitby which he had left with rev bolduc after one month of residence that step had not been taken rashly but on the most weighty reasons which the vicar-general approved and which it would take too long to explain here nevertheless rev bolduc was ordered to go and pass the summer with chief salakam in order to learn the idiom but the rumours of war induced him to return from nisqually the plan of the whitbay mission being postponed till the arrival of father de Smet, in its stead was announced that of opening a school at st paul in the fall a second catechism begun by the vicar-general at st paul after the harvest was continued by rev langlois who on october nineteenth received nineteen persons to their communions the news came in october that two other jesuit fathers de vos and hawkins sent from st louis by father de Smet, had arrived for the flathead and cordelaine missions they had come with a caravan of seven hundred souls dr mclaughlin on a second visit to st paul in october approached the holy table on a sunday at the head of a number of the faithful on his return to oregon city the vicar-general accompanied him and chose a block for the church few weeks after walter pomeroy whose wife was irish came to st paul made his profession of faith had his marriage blessed children baptized and returned happy to the tualatin plains the seventeenth of october was a day of great rejoicing at st paul on account of the solemn blessing of st joseph's college after mass chanted by the vicar-general before a large congregation on that day there entered as boarders thirty boys sons of the farmers save one indian boy the son of a chief rev a langlois was the director mr king principal and teacher of english and mr billado assistant and teacher of french several acres east of the college was seen in way of erection a building of sixty by thirty for the sisters expected to arrive with father de Smet. faithful to his promise of sending assistance made in eighteen forty two sir george simpson granted a passage in the canoe of the hudson bay company to five men and two women who arrived with the brigade on november twenty eighth rev m de Mur, after attending cowlitz with rev bolduc left it to come and remain at vancouver which he left in the beginning of december to return to cowlitz and the vicar-general leaving rev langlois in charge of st paul reached vancouver december twenty first to give the faithful of that place the festival of midnight mass christmas and circumcision it was during this year that hon peter h burnett afterwards governor of california while attending mass on christmas eve merely as a spectator was so moved by the solemnity of the service that he became a zealous convert to the catholic church thus ended eighteen forty three erection of the oregon mission into a vicariate apostolic december first eighteen forty three whilst the missionaries of oregon were doing their best to promote the spiritual interest of the mission confided to their care the bishops of quebec and baltimore looking further and to a greater solid good and acting in concert 
earnestly recommended the holy see to erect their mission into a vicariate apostolic the holy see acquiescing to their desires erected said mission of vicariate apostolic by a brief of december first eighteen forty three and appointed the vicar-general f n blanchet its vicar apostolic with the title of philadelphia the vicar-general was far from expecting such a result so soon the notice of which reached him but on november fourth eighteen forty four to his great surprise and sorrow missionary labors in eighteen forty four in january eighteen forty four at vancouver the vicar-general baptized ten adults and blessed eight marriages after one month of instruction as the town called oregon city contained in eighteen forty two sixty houses and two catholic families and had a good prospect of increasing the vicar-general thought it was time to provide it with a missionary and as the right man for the place was rev m demur who was at cowlitz the vicar-general left vancouver on february nineteenth for that mission which he had not visited for a year and a half on his way he visited several indian lodges baptized two children one of whom was very sick distributed biscuits to those who had been baptized before and thereby made them and their parents happy the vicar-general and rev m demur left cowlitz on the twenty sixth and arrived at oregon city on the first of march after a painful journey of five days rev m demur on his arrival took possession of a house rented from dr newell at ten dollars per month and the vicar-general returned to vancouver on the following day rev m demur had arrived at oregon city under strange circumstances brother waller having lost all credit among his countrymen had left for parts unknown march third being sunday he kept service before and afternoon and celebrated the first mass ever said in the city the chapel was found too small for the occasion there was a fight at oregon city on monday march fourth between some indians of the molalla river and some americans in which one indian was killed and two americans wounded they were both sent to vancouver for treatment and both died g w le breton on the seventh and the other on the sixteenth le breton had become a convert to the catholic faith at st paul in eighteen forty two but seeing he could not get the girl he expected he withdrew gradually from the church and apostatized during his short sickness the vicar-general visited him often and used all his zeal to bring him back to repentance but all in vain he died a protestant and was buried by chief factor douglas the fight was an unfortunate and disgraceful affair brought on by the indiscretion of two white men the vicar-general left vancouver for oregon city and st paul march twenty eighth having settled some business for st joseph's college and the mission claim which was surveyed by jesse applegate and returning reached vancouver on april third april fifth being good friday chief factor douglas assisted at the office and came down to the adoration of the cross with governor mclaughlin on returning to cowlitz the vicar-general baptized seven indian children on the columbia and cowlitz rivers and gathering those formerly baptized he gave them biscuits 
he found father bolduc in good health some business having been attended to he returned to vancouver on the twenty fourth leaving on the twenty seventh for st paul he sang high mass at oregon city on sunday the twenty eighth reaching st paul on the following tuesday with father demur who after visiting together saw the mission saw and grist mills and the sisters house in course of erection returned home while the vicar-general remained until june twentieth on business on may thirteenth he blessed and erected a high cross on the spot chosen for the new church to be built in eighteen forty six on sunday june ninth the procession of the blessed sacrament took place at st paul which was made very solemn by the college scholars singing and performing figures before the blessed sacrament during the procession rev m demur went on june tenth to administer to the brigades at vancouver which the vicar-general reached on june twenty second after an absence of fifty-eight days on july twelfth the vicar-general left vancouver for cowlitz and arrived there on sunday fourteenth he said a low mass on his return he met in the columbia river the english frigate la modeste captain bailey the captain being desirous of visiting the willamette valley left vancouver with the vicar-general chief factor douglas and several officers of his staff for st paul they all attended the high mass on sunday july twenty first and seemed to be very much pleased to see such a service they lodged at the college where there had been on july eighteenth an examination of the pupils before a large assemblage with great credit to the teachers and scholars leaving on monday on a tour to the upper valley rev m demur accompanied them rev a langlois left st paul to pay a visit to the jesuit father of the rocky mountains on july twenty eighth he returned on september sixth much worn out by a journey of forty-two days on horseback he had his feet much swollen for a time he returned with father mangarini on hearing of the arrival of father de Smet by sea father josette zerbinati and Soderini, three new jesuit fathers were sent from st louis to the rocky mountains this year arrival of father de Smet by sea the long-expected return of father de Smet came at last leaving anvers belgium on january ninth eighteen forty four in a sailing vessel called l'infatigable he met with great dangers at cape horn touched at valparaiso and caleo spent four days outside the bar waiting for a pilot passed the bar on july thirty first running straight east through the south channel something never attempted before and came to a pass of two and a half fathoms of water and arrived at astoria in the evening all who saw the course of the ship thought that she would be wrecked the captain and passengers fearing the same father de smet arrived at vancouver in a canoe on sunday the fourth at six a m the ship arriving on the sixth father de smet was accompanied by four new fathers rev fathers ravalli acalti nobili vercuis some lay brothers and six sisters of notre dame de namur the news of his arrival reaching the vicar-general at st paul on the tenth he was at vancouver on the following day and the religious caravan reached st paul on the seventeenth and took up their quarters in the college 
on sunday the eighteenth the vicar-general sang a high mass before an affluence of people anxious to see the sisters and new fathers on the following thursday was sung a mass of thanksgiving father de smet took a land claim on lac ignace and had in a few months a house built on the high land near the lake for the residence of his fathers father de smet started on october sixth for the rocky mountains from which father de vos arrived at st paul on the thirteenth on horseback bringing with him two lay brothers the sisters entered into their convent on october nineteenth and had a mass celebrated in the interior chapel the following day fathers de vos and occulti entered their new house called st ignace on november fourth two briefs arrived one brief making the mission of oregon into a vicariate apostolic and the other brief appointing the vicar-general f n blanchet to the position with the title of philadelphia which on representation to rome from quebec was changed into that of drassa on may fourth eighteen forty five the addresses of his letters from canada betraying his case felicitations were tendered to the vicar-general but he refused them for several days his consultation being answered it was useless to refuse so he gave his consent on the eighth and made a resolution to go to canada to receive his episcopal consecration from the archbishop of quebec and hence to go and visit rome rev m demur was appointed vicar-general and administrator of the vicariate apostolic during the absence of the bishop-elect by letters of november twenty fifth a mandate was issued and on december fifth eighteen forty four the bishop-elect crossed the bar on board of the bark columbia captain duncan en route for canada via england the belgian bark l'infatigable was detained by contrary winds until the following day the fight at oregon city march fourth eighteen forty four extract from the missionary report of the vicar-general in eighteen forty four on the occasion we arrived from cowlitz to the willamette fall on march second after a painful journey of five days after having installed the pastor of oregon city into his house i returned to vancouver i soon learned what a crowd assisted at the mass and vespers of the first sunday march third the evil one did not allow the missionary to enjoy long this fine outset for the following day the human blood began to stream in a fight in which an indian instantly succumbed and two americans were wounded alas what a misfortune what shall be the consequences and for what that broil for false reports one clickatat indian had been killed he his two wives and a baptized child in the upper clackamas river someone falsely accused the chief of the molalis river indians of the crime a most certain report even among the indians was that the massacre had been committed by two slaves whom their master had maltreated too much and who had been seen returning to their land with the booty of their master dr white who gave credit to the first report had promised a reward of one hundred dollars for the apprehension of said chief living or dead the chief of the molalas did not ignore what had happened conscious of his innocence but well armed 
he had come to the town accompanied with four men he crossed over to the indian side during that time there came the question to apprehend him dr mclaughlin's store clerk remarked that indian is a good man you should not molest him if you do you will repent no matter the doctor's secretary le breton and a mulatto persisted and asked him to surrender on his return he refuses they insist he defends himself the mulatto is ordered to shoot the shot starts and the indian is wounded he rushes on his aggressors who run away he was nearly overtaking the secretary who turning seized the muzzle of the pistol with his right hand the shot starts and enters and passes through his arm the indian staggers and falls and the mulatto finishes him with the butt end of his gun the four other indians begin to shoot with guns or arrows americans come at the noise and return fire but without catching them and having two men wounded the first le breton died in three days there was found two balls in his elbow and the wad further the second died twelve days after from the shot of an arrow in the left arm the shaft had been immediately drawn away but the iron remained which could not be extracted but after death both died in dreadful sufferings it is probable that they were poisoned the last was but a spectator the greater part of the americans did not know what was the matter end of section ten